And welcome back to another episode of Where To Begin With. This is the finale episode for season number two. In season two, we've been looking at found footage, full documentaries and mockumentary movies. Just at the start here, I would like to thank everyone who's taken part in this season and hopefully you've enjoyed checking out the movies that I put on my list. The final movie that I reviewed on the previous episode was Man Bites Dog and we are here to conclude this series with the final listener reviews for that movie. In first is Tim Walker who says, Dear Duncan and Teapot's Collective Folk. Well Duncan, I usually have a clear idea with your picks whether or not I'll like them, whether or not I've seen them. In this case, I had seen it before but Man Bites Dog was very vague in my memory. I do recall liking it to some extent, but I couldn't tell you why before this recent rewatch. Also, I had no idea if it would hold up or not. It did. Well, the acting is top-notch, especially from the lead guy. He has to be a great actor to get the audience to believe he's a prolific serial killer when he looks like Screech from Saved by the Bell. He looks so thin and frail, but pulls off scenes where he takes out people with brute strength then he'll practically charm the pants right off you. And as a guy you absolutely want to have a drink with and don't really want to drink. I thought this movie succeeded in some of the same commentary that totally fell flat for me with funny games. Sorry, Duncan, but I fucking hate that condescending, pretentious movie. I think Man Bites Dog is brilliant for being both subtle and brutal at the same time, for luring in the viewer with a very realistic documentary feel an extremely charismatic subject of the documentary, a pitch black dark sense of humour, clever social commentary and sudden brutal violence. Also qualifies as being found footage, at least partly, which wins extra points with me. I have to believe that some filmmakers have seen Cannibal Holocaust at some point, both because of found footage aspects, the documentary crew participating in the atrocities willingly and the extreme violence. I know the extremely dark sense of humour makes this one at least partly count as a horror comedy, but it's just so goddamn grim that I don't really think of it that way. If it does still count as such, then I guess it's a rare one that I actually like. How much do I like it? Well, before this watch, I would have probably given it maybe three or three and a half stars out of five. Now, I'm going to bump it up to four. It's just a damn good movie, albeit maybe a movie one has to be in the right mood to watch. Good choice, Duncan. I'm curious to what everyone else thinks. Seems to be just me and David Garrett lately. Also, I'm curious where we go from here on where to begin with. I'm still kicking myself for joining to the party too late to do any Jello films, my favourite subgenre of horror. Take care, Duncan, and Teapot's Collective People, and remember not to fuck with guys who look like Screech and documentary crews that follow them around. Tim, thanks very much for your review. Tim, yes, you will find out in due course in just a little under two months, we will be returning with season three of Where to Begin With. Our final movie review uh, comes in from David Garrett Jr. So yeah, you called it, Tim. You know what the score is. David Garrett Jr. has given us our final review of season number two. And David says, Hello, Duncan and T-Puts Collective listeners. David Garrett Jr. here once again for Where to Begin with Found Footage and Mockumentaries. This time around watching a movie that I've actually seen, this is my third time with, of Man Bites Dog. So this is a film that I did not hear about until I got into podcasts, and I believe the one that I was 
listening to was focusing just on like found footage films. I knew this one had some pretty realistic violence and really embodied that feel of the subgenre. My first time seeing this was in the theater when a local podcast of Fright Club was showing this as part of their monthly series at the Gateway Film Center. I then gave it a rewatch when I came up as part of the summer series, Duncan, over on, you know, your other show for the 90s. So what's kind of interesting here is that our main character of Ben, which is short for Benoit, is talking to the camera a lot, or he's also talking to, like, the crew or interacting with those around him. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this aspect of the movie, but I will say his charisma just sucks me in. Before seeing this for the first time, the podcasters who introduced this said something about his personality, and they were right. Despite the atrocious acts he's committing, I still feel bad for him at times. He is doing horrible things, but I just feel a connection with him with just how personable he is, and this doesn't shock me how things play out with the crew around him either. Now, what I also find interesting here is that the people that actually portray Ben, Remy, and Andre all wrote and directed this film. There's also a writing credit to Vincent Tavier, who uh, appears in this film as, you know, the same name of Vincent. I found it intriguing that, in a nutshell, they're almost playing a character of themselves, and this does help with that realism. I know coming in that this was a fictional depiction, but it definitely has a sense of realism that I could see somebody doing stuff like this, especially in this day and age, as it feels like something like Spree might be borrowing from this. I'm guessing that they're all friends as well, so that camaraderie just comes through in their characters, even when they don't seem to be getting along. Now, something else that struck me is that they decided to film this in black and white. I actually really like this as well, because I, when I first looked this up, I didn't realize this was released in the 90s, as the trailer made it feel like it was in the 1970s or 80s. Coupling that we never see any technology that would make this film, you know, be set then... Or in the present, aside from a camera crew that we see that has a camera being shot on video, it carries a timeless feel to it. This movie, despite being found footage, didn't really have that shaky feel that really can kind of turn me off to them at times. There are some naturalness to there when, you know, like the cameraman is running or they're trying to move fast, but I think this one is shot beautifully. I do have to say that there is a bit of a pacing issue that I have here. It is surprising though since the film has such a low running time. It runs about 90 minutes, but I think a lot of that has to be, you know, focus a bit too much on Ben. Now, I know I said earlier that he captivates me as much as he does. He did, but the problem is that it just goes on too long at times of him just talking to the camera. The film does still build tension, and some of that comes from the crew knowing what he is capable of and fearing what he will do next or turn on them at some point. I did think that the ending is fitting for what would happen to someone like this. I had a feeling that one or two of the things would you know, end up happening in this, and they both did. That did surprise me, but it also doesn't hurt anything either. Now, acting for this is quite interesting. I thought that despite being amateurs, they fit perfectly for this style, and I thought that it was believable. I've already touched on Benoit, as he becomes his character, and his personality just fit for it. Some of the heinous acts he commits make me despise him, but I still feel myself wanting to see what he's going to do next. The crew I thought was all solid as well. I need a shout-out to... The guy who plays Remy, his character is, you know, the, more than any other part of the crew is in the forefront as this, like, reporter slash, like, director. It is interesting to see him get caught up in the things that he does, but I like that we see him revert back the next time a choice comes up. I found it quite realistic to someone who gets caught up in just the moment and then feels guilty. The rest of the crew, I thought, rounded this out for what was needed as well. So then from there, I would say for the effects, they were impressive. We don't get a lot of them, and some of the ones are being hidden with the film being in black and white. 
There are gunshots and other attacks on people that looked real. There definitely were done practically. The blood looked good for being in black and white, but it is hard to mess that up. We don't linger on it either, which makes it easier to not critique it, and it works in the movie's favor. There is one despicable scene in the aftermath made me kind of go numb, even after this third viewing. I would say I have to commend them for what they did, you know, for getting that reaction out of me. Now, something I was curious would be with the sound design for found footage. This one was excellent. There's a scene inside of a large warehouse where the crew splits up. I bring this up because the sound guy moves away from Ben, so we see his mouth moving, but we can't hear what he's saying because they're not picking it up on a mic. It makes it seem like they are really filming a documentary here. There isn't much in the way of a soundtrack as everything is ambient. I thought that helped with the realism of the film. And I mean, we also get like these guys singing at different times when they're drinking and whatnot. So now with that said, I found this to be a good movie. It is interesting found footage look if someone was insane in your neighborhood and decided to do whatever they wanted to do. The realism of the acts he commits and seeing those that they are following get sucked into the lawlessness that he is living is interesting. It makes you wonder what you would do if you were following them around as much as they do. I thought that the acting was fitting for what was needed, the effects were good, and the film looked amazing. The sound design is perfect for this type of movie. I actually thought this to be good, but not for everyone for what happens on there. So, Duncan, I would say that my rating here for Man Bites Dog would be a 4 out of 5 on the T-Put scale. Kind of interested to see where we're going to go next for the next season. Thank you once again for doing these. Can't wait to hear everybody else's thoughts for Man Bites Dog. This is David Garrett Jr., and I am signing off. And thanks very much to David Garrett Jr. for his review. There we go. That brings us to the end of season two of Where to Begin With. In two months' time, February 2022, we will return with a brand new theme, a brand new selection of 10 movies for you to roll with right through. I want to thank everyone who took part in this series and made it something quite special, definitely different from season one, and we will continue that on into season three. Until I speak to you in the new year, have a phenomenal Christmas or holiday and an incredible new year and speak to you in 2022. Until the next time, this is Duncan McLeish and I'm signing off.